When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It ain't easy now How could I move forward When I keep looking backward I'm just standing still How can I fight this obsession Have I not learned my lesson Maybe I never will Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers preview. We actually started that one properly, I think, unlike last week, which was a giant cluster. You know what? Anyways, we're back. The Shiesty Hood's back. If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube and you don't know what it's about, just read the banner. I'm sick of explaining it. Only a few more weeks until we go to training camp. When they go to training camp, guys, it's off. Just so you know, that's the start of the new year for me. Um, but we oh, you yeah. said to the regular season, and you <laughs> no, were a man of your word. <laughs> I said when the season starts. You know, the check starts. the tape. Check the tape. <laughs> check the All right. tape. Shut up, Dave. All right, Brian Davis, welcome to the show. What's up? <laughs> it is great to be here, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me once again. I love being a part of this trio. I love talking Steelers. I love good news in June. My apologies, by the way, Brian. I didn't. Brian wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make the show tonight. I sent out a tweet, and then he's like, I'm going to make it. And I didn't include you in the tweets. It wasn't intentional. My apologies. But we thank everyone for joining. What's up? We, we might have some extra viewership because of that. <laughs> <laughs> you would be really ticked off on the TNC, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, Dave, I'm just happy to be with with my, my, my two buddies talking Steelers football. It's it's, it's exciting. I can't like Brian said, good news in June. My goodness. Yeah. Do you all still root for players at your age and doing what we do now? Not just Steelers, like you root for them because of Steelers. Do you still have players that you feel like are guys you you root for maybe your favorite player on the team brian do you have a, a, any guys like that absolutely are, are you talking about players that are on the team or players yeah, yeah, that yeah. Leave? current current Steelers. Oh. no not in the league okay. current Steelers. all right because i even have no problem with anybody with some guys that leave but current Steelers guys that i just like root for i mean i root for them all but if you feel like are you talking about guys you feel like you have a kinship with maybe uh, let, let me give you an example. I grew up, Barry Foster was my favorite player. Yeah. He was my favorite player. Do you have those type of connections with players now at your age and doing what you do with Behind the Steel Curtain, or is it just kind of like, I just root for the Steelers? Not like it was before back in the day when I, you know, I thought a guy like Yancey Thigpen was awesome, and I was, you know, huge into Jack Ham and all of those guys. But I would probably say right now, now that I'm 50, it's kind of tough for me because I could be their dads. And who knows? I mean, I might be one of their dads, but um, Leo no and Carlos, no, no one's claiming <laughs> me. So, I, you know what? I have guys that are my favorites. I have guys that I'm going to root for. But no, I, I don't look up to them like I would have when I was 11. 
<laughs> that's good. What about you, Dave? Do you have players that you specifically root for that you pull for? You're like, man, I really, I really like that guy. Anyone? Oh yeah. And it changes. <laughs> who would it be that this team currently? Well, I'm always looking for my main guy, Cam Hayward, to just go out and show that he is in the most elite tier of defensive linemen, that it's him and Aaron Donald and everybody else. So anytime that that he's out there doing those things, that I can I can do that, absolutely. I'm, I'm constantly pulling for Alex Highsmith because I liked the pick. I liked the strategy they had with it. Um Love, love me some Patty Fairmuth. You know, love me some 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 uh, Najee Harris. There's there's not really anyone I don't like if you think about it. But there's some guys that I really want to say. And of course, who and someone who Jeff thinks that I constantly hate is I am always pulling constantly for one Deontay Johnson. <laughs> you just were. You know, you just you started the hate club. You started the I hate Deontay Johnson fan club. And then, yeah, that's fine. All I had to do was at when the Steelers had put how far apart were their picks? Were they even double digit picks apart? No, no, I don't think they were. Did they have to do, did they have to make this pick for this one? And that's all I ever said. That's all I ever said because they had picks. Yeah, and Jeff has has been all over that ever since. But uh, I, what I love is how we definitively got the answer to that question. That absolutely, yes, they had to take him there, and he wasn't going to be there later. And I also love it that the Steelers were on the other side of that when one ugly purple team tried to do that with one Calvin Austin the oh, third yeah. in the fourth round this year, and it didn't work. They took their punter instead, and then he wasn't there. Yeah. Cal, that's what he goes by. Cal, Cal Austin the third. Um, I, I like for me right now because you all know I was I was Benjamin Todd for since two thousand and four, and he's not on the team anymore. For me, it's it's the double deuce. It's Najee Harris. I I, I really like that guy. I like how he interacted with Brian when Brian had that video at the signing. I love how he gives it right back to the reporters. He holds them accountable, and you just don't hear that happening anymore. Uh, but he does. I love everything about him. The way he plays, the way he runs, his style—he's got everything. He's the—he's the complete package. I, I love Najee Harris. He's the guy I'm pulling for for sure. What's up, Dave? You, get, you got well, I think we all intentionally, because it was the obvious knock it out of the park pick, and yet no one mentions Trent Jordan. You know, I mean, come on, we we all got to love that guy. No, we do, but he yeah. for for as great as he is on the field, he's just kind of. Blah off, if that makes sense. I mean, I wouldn't change a thing. I love that he's blah off. I do. I like the guys that are charismatic. I loved Antonio Brown before he went to AB. Oh yeah, my kids. That was their favorite player when he did. When he would do the what was the show he did for Steelers.com when he would go around the locker room. What it is? Is that what it it is? Yeah, that was hysterical. I loved that. Like that was so funny. But then he went off the deep end. So I like guys that are a little bit charismatic. So Trent Jordan is awesome. But uh, yeah, just whatever, whatever. So, um, all right, guys, let's talk about the topic at hand. And it is all about the Pittsburgh Steelers that made um, they made a move. They made a move. George Teston gives us five dollars. I'm going to put this up on the screen with Dave, with Larry O, or as I just call him on my Let's Ride podcast, Larry. Uh, <laughs> What's so hard about Ogan Joby? That's Ogan. not that was not hard. They say that's not how you say it. I don't know. I know you were, you were, (laughs) were, it's not that hard. And I said, I don't think that's right. You said, I don't know. Well, but what I'm saying is 
It's a joking joke, but you said something so out there <laughs> on your Wednesday. Let's ride at the beginning. Oh, it yeah, was, it was great. It was, I mean, I, I can't. It was, it was like, I think I threw a K in there. Bad. It was I think, I threw, bad. I think I threw a K yeah. in there. I think, I think it was a, yeah, I think it was a definite phonetic hard K sound. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, what George says for five dollars, thank you for the tip. <laughs> he says, Dave with Larry at eight, roughly eight million. Now, we don't know the contract numbers yet of Larry's deal. Are the Steelers going to have to restructure TJ's contract? Now, let me just phrase this properly. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network said it's a one-year, $8 million deal with incentives. That's really important. And that was going to be one of the first things I brought up anyway. So thank you, George, for bringing this up. We don't know the details. We don't know what the base salary is, what the incentives would be, and all that stuff. Uh, But I want to ask you all, and Dave, you can chime in when we get to you. I'll go with you first about incentives in contracts. And if you think this is going to be like a prerequisite for Omar Khan, because the Steelers avoided incentives seemingly at all costs prior to Omar Khan taking over. But Dave, when you heard one year, 8 million incentives late, and you haven't seen the breakdown, what were your thoughts? All right. Well, I have this laid out in an article coming out tomorrow morning at 8.15 Pittsburgh time. Um, unless we get other news that bumps that back, which is uh, things that could happen. Yeah. But, all because what I did is I did a salary cap update based on the numbers from Kenny Pickett. But of course, I know people are going to want to know about Oak and Joby. So I put something in there at the end of the article to explain. When it comes to the incentives, the problem is one, we don't know how much of it is incentives. When it came to Mitch Trubisky's contract, whenever they announced it, they announced the amount of the incentives. We just didn't know what they were. Then once we knew what they were, you could you could make that a little bit easier to figure it out. So right now, we don't know how much of that is incentives. And we also don't know what the incentives are. Because as I explained there, if you guys don't mind me taking a little bit of time to explain, there are two types of incentives by when it comes to the NFL. They deem them. The NFL office deems them as likely to be earned or not likely to be earned. When a when an incentive is deemed likely to be earned, it counts on this year's salary cap. If they don't earn it, if it's deemed not likely to be earned, it is not on this year's salary cap. And then if the player earns it, it goes on next year's salary cap. For example, if someone has a has um, an incentive that they get $5 million if they win the Super Bowl, you can't count that this year. You know, only one team out of the 32 wins the Super Bowl. That's not to be earned. But if they do, instantly that money, because it gets paid, goes on next year's salary cap. So that's another way to actually push money into the future if you can get it to be that not likely to be earned, and then it goes into the next year. Until we get those numbers, we don't know. But I can tell you right now, after displacement, if if that's a hard $8 million, not like 8.12, if it's $8 million on the nose, then he will not take off more than $7.105 million on the salary cap because of displacement. I have it estimated it could be as low as 3.5 coming off the salary cap. It's going to be somewhere basically between three and a half and seven. Now, where that leaves the Steelers after Kenny Pickett is they will they will have just enough to do to have plenty of money to go into the season. That's what they would have if they wanted to make another significant move. They would have to create that money if Ogunjobi's is at that seven point one. Anything less than that is then money that they could have for other things. 
All right. Did that answer that long? I mean, that was a long answer. Yeah, you, you did, answer. Did, did I did I sum it up quick enough? Yeah, I've heard that enough. I think I get it now. Yeah. Uh, about the <laughs> fifth time or so. So, um, yeah. Let, well, what do you think, Brian, about Larry's deal? We don't know the details, but what are your thoughts? After what Dave explained, I think Seattle has four losses for. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I I think it's. I, hey, they paid five bucks. I had to answer the question. Yeah, yeah, I think it's phenomenal. Actually, it's everything that people wanted. They wanted them to go out and find a way to replace stuff onto it. Usually, buyer beware in June when you're getting a guy after June first. You've got to beware, but they do. You know, they're going to do their due diligence especially after Ladarius Green a few years ago. So they're going to make sure this guy's completely healthy, but with incentives in there that that kind of helps protect this team as well. I really love this pick. I've been a fan of this guy from the beginning, and I always drink the Kevin Smith Kool-Aid. So when he brought up Larry O, I was like, all right. And he brought, it up, brought him up about five or six weeks ago. And so I'm thinking, all right, yeah, if Kevin's going to ask for him, then... I'm thinking that this is a good way to go. So I'm really liking this. I think this is the move that the fans have been asking for, but the Steelers don't care about what the fans are asking for. They know that this is best for their team. But the question now is, are they done? Dave, you want to say something before we get to that topic? Yeah, because I thought it was something maybe that I said, and it was something I actually said to Brian um, off air before we started, was – I would, you know, normally when you hear there's incentives, you assume, oh, well, the Steelers are going to do ones that aren't likely to be earned. These could be likely to be earned. These really, because of the situation with, with Ogunjobi, that he's coming off the injury. Now, I know someone asked about the injury. They're like, how do you know that he's okay? It's now been twice as long since he had the injury than what it was when he didn't pass the physical for the Bears. It was like three, it was three months in, now it's six months in. But the Steelers could have just as easily said, we're going to give you an active on game day bonus. In other words, give you a bonus to be ready for week one. If you're ready for week one, you're going to earn more money. If you're not, then you're not going to earn it. And that would probably go under the likely to be earned uh, category. So that's, so it's not that it's impossible that all of it doesn't count towards this year's salary cap. But um, Brian said about KT Smith, I have to say this, there was a list of defensive line. Jeff, did you do the list of defensive linemen whenever Stefan to retired? See, yes, I did. This was the guy, just like Kevin said it. And I, when he said it, I'd already agreed. I'd already decided myself, and I completely agreed with him out of all the names on the list. This was the one that intrigued me the most. So that's why I'm glad that's what the Steelers did, because out of all of them, you know, seeing his age and everything else, I thought it was the most intriguing. There you go. Felicia, our girl Felicia chimes in with $5. Says, of course, Dave can say Larry's name because he's been saying Obi-Wan Kenobi for years. I guess that sounds similar, right? Yeah, and I actually just am, um, finished watching the, that show tonight before the show started. <laughs> Watch the season finale. What show so, are you talking about? Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that just had the season finale come out. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited um, to watch Jeff. That. Can't wait. I don't, I don't know if you realize that. Mark Scott Andrew, says, can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Well, no, it's Big Bro <laughs> Big <Stokes> says. <laughs> but Andrew Wilbur threw in a dollar, and they and didn't have nothing. it. Um, no, he, he, well, because I, I don't think it'll show your comment if it, unless it's a a dollar 99, but his next comment was, can anyone watch the NBA (laughs) draft and not think we need a Pittsburgh NBA team? 
Oh my gosh! Oh. No, they don't need a Pittsburgh Indian. No, they don't. Team. They don't even need I a baseball agree. team. They Would don't even need a baseball team. Love it. I oh, would be gosh. into the NBA. Go watch your Maulers, Brian. Seriously. <laughs> Go watch your Maulers and have fun with that. There's your fourth team. I don't have time. I want an NBA team. I I need it. I could follow the Pens and the uh, the Pittsburgh Pisces. And if you don't know what that means, <laughs> do, you, do you know what the Pittsburgh Pisces means, Jeff? In 1979, there was a movie called The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh, starring Dr. J. And Dr. J played a basketball player in the city of Pittsburgh named Moses Guthrie. And Moses Guthrie was a Pisces. So this one like orphan kid went to a psychic and to find out how they could fix the basketball team so they don't leave Pittsburgh owned by Jonathan Winters, by the way. And what happened was, was they decided to fill their team with nothing but the astrological sign of Pisces. And next thing you know, they're playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the championship game in Los Angeles. <laughs> the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Oh, my gosh. Between the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff and that, like I seriously could just leave and you all be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what Brian and I would do? We would not pay one bit of attention to what the other one is saying. He'll he'll talk Pittsburgh basketball. I'll talk Star Wars, and we'll just go back and forth. It was like it, it was like listening to my two grandmothers speak at my wedding. They were having two completely different conversations, and I, oh I love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I don't I don't care about an NBA team, man. Uh, That's yeah, just no. me. No, 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 no. And it's funny because one, it would be the one that I'd follow. I'll the NBA is like, oh, we're going to drum this up like the NFL draft. Nothing is like the NFL draft. Nothing is like the NFL draft. The NBA, I feel like every single pick has already been known. Is there a draft tonight? Yeah, it is. Yeah, one of them. I don't know. I'm gonna... Anyways, okay. All right. So um, let's talk about the question that Brian teased at the very end of that before we got off the off topic, like we always do. And that is, are the Steelers done? And it's not, do we, the fans want them to be done or do we think they'll be done? But if we were to try to put ourselves in, in the front office, do we think the front office is content with the current roster, the way it sits right now, just about a month out of them reporting to St. Vincent. So Brian, this was your topic that you wanted to discuss. So I'll let you go first. What do you think? You know, I actually don't think that they're done. I think Omar Khan still feels that he has one more move to make. I don't think it's at cornerback. I think they're satisfied with the cornerback position going into training camp. But there's still some part of me that thinks that a veteran running back is coming to town. And now we're all calling for it, but they might be sitting back and saying, no, guys, we're good. But for some reason, I'm thinking that they're not good. I still think Omar Khan's making a splash. And if they do it, it's the running back or they're done. Okay, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I, that's one thing that sometimes can get frustrating. The Steelers go out, they sign the defensive linemen. They do that. And as soon as they do, what do you hear from Steelers Twitter? And 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 uh, hopefully this is what Yin's made fun of today. I'm a little bit behind on my podcast, so I haven't got to catch all of it yet. What do they do instantly? All right, go sign David Johnson. You know, not that I'd be opposed to that, but I'm like, can you not? That, that's like handing someone the Lombardi trophy on the podium and them saying, oh, sorry, got to go get ready for the draft for next year. Can you just enjoy it for a second that the Steelers made a move before they have to make the next one? I, I get it. I know. It, 
it's kind of who we are. But yeah, enjoy that one. And don't be disappointed if they don't. I'm that's a coin flip. I just don't, it's so hard to gauge the Steelers on whether or not they're really satisfied with that or not. Just like it was kind of hard to gauge what they if they were going to just roll into into training camp with the same defensive line. But so far, this is kind of shaping up to mirror last season. Because what happened? This, you know, the, the Steelers lost somebody right, you know, in June. And what and what they do by the end of the month, they brought in somebody else to take the spot of where of where that person was going to be playing on the field. Then what happened? They picked up someone in training camp when somebody retired right before training camp, or it could have even been an injury, you know, if it wasn't, but someone wasn't available then that they were expecting to start in training camp. So then they made another move. So I don't know that they're going to make the move or if they're going to make the move when they have to, because even with Joby, I think they made the move because they had to. This for me, this would be a lot easier to try and put yourselves in their shoes in the front office. If we knew the exact details of Larry's contract, because yeah, yeah, it could be 8 million, but it also could be a lot less than that based on what Dave talked about. And if it's a lot less than that, they have more space. If it's all eight or roughly eight, they're not going to have as much space. Like Dave said, when he explained it, they could be like, Hey, you have enough to get through the year. And then that's about it. In which case no one's coming in for, that's about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they could get a running back maybe, but I don't know. It, it's, it's something where for me, I, I would say that they wouldn't mind bringing in a running back, but there's something about me thinking about the running back room that they're not going to touch it. I just don't think they're going to touch it. I, I listen to the, every second of that pivot podcast with Mike Tomlin, which I want to get Charles takes on that in case you heard, listen to yourself. Mike Tomlin spoke about Najee Harris being the bell cow, being the grinder that he, they wanted to be. I think they're fine with the room the way it is. I think they like Benny Snell, whether fans like him or not, does not matter. I think they think that Anthony McFarland's a change of pace guy that they've wanted for a long time. He was just hurt last year. I don't think they make a move. I really don't. And I think that, like Dave said, I don't think they make a move unless something happens in camp, a retirement, an injury, I think the roster, as you see it right now, is constructed in a way that they're fine. And they're like, you know what? There you go. That's how it is what we're going to do. So I don't know. That's just my gut. I'm just going with my gut without having Larry's contract details. But I want to ask you all, did you watch any of that Pivot podcast, Brian? Yes, I did. Not, I'm not through the whole thing, but oh, I saw a lot of clips. So and then I started man. it. And I, it was like a clinic. I loved watching every every second that i've watched so far and i can't wait to watch the rest and we're gonna have a show about it tomorrow because kevin Mm. smith did and so on here we go the steelers show we're talking about the reality of coaching and i loved when mike tomlin said the reality of coaching i don't run away from coaching i run to coaching and i thought that was just when i heard those words i was like all right 90 minutes make it 90 hours i'll sit and listen Oh, it was an hour, hour and a half. I could have listened to another hour and a half and sat there and just been mesmerized. I give a ton of credit to Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder, and Ryan Clark. They ask good questions, but Mike Tomlin, have we ever heard him be this open before? I don't think so. Dave, did you get the chance to check it out? I'm not done yet, but that's because someone keeps harassing me 
about making sure I'm listening to all of our, you know, trying to stay up to date on our podcasts, but I'm trying to, that's hard to find a, you know, 90 minutes um, to, to listen to it because no, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. So, I mean, so I am desperately trying to listen. <laughs> the biggest problem is because it's on YouTube. If it was a podcast and I could just, uh, you, can get it it on, just you can get it on podcast. Oh, is it? Cause the only link I have so far is on YouTube, but part of me yeah. kind of likes watching it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to be, to, to, you know, be on my phone for 90 minutes on YouTube where I can't check Twitter and see what the news is for the Steelers. But, uh, I've, I'm, I'm partway through, I'm loving it. I can't wait to listen to more of it. Um, just it, it's been really good it is good and and i i recommend everyone that hasn't checked it out yet if you've seen clips of it on twitter there's even stuff that they didn't include that's even better i, I just love at the very end when channing crowder's talking about tomlin he's like how great he was and he goes man and tomlin's just talking about they can swim in the comfort like you all can have all the comfort i'm i'm trying to be uncomfortable and channing crowder goes man this sucks i had to play for Cam Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and even Mike Thomas was laughing. He goes, Hey, if Cam Cameron didn't get hired in Miami, he said, Because I he interviewed for that job, I think. And he had the uh, an interview with Pittsburgh afterwards, but it was pretty cool. And Fred Taylor said that after he left Jacksonville, there were two I heard teams that part. To play for New England and Pittsburgh. And he said, Why did you call me? <laughs> So just good stuff. It's great stuff. Great stuff as always. Um, all right. We won't spend too much time about that. And, and a lot of people I want to bring up because George in the live chat said about uh, Tomlin's comments on AB coming back saying, y'all know that ain't happening. I hate how that got blown out of context. Cause if you just watch the clip, the full clip, he, they were asking about him coming back and retiring. And he thought they meant, is he going to come back and play? And he goes, yeah, that ain't happening. And then they said, no, no, no retirement. And then he went on literally for like the next nine minutes talking about his love for Antonio Brown, the man, how he helped him mature and that while he has gone sideways, that he still finds he, he loves that guy. And he spoke glowingly about Antonio Brown. And yet everyone's clinging to the y'all know that ain't happening line. And it's just watch it all. And don't just listen to the sound bites. And it's just phenomenal stuff, phenomenal stuff. So, all right. I have a question for you all that stems from my Let's Ride podcast. It's going to come out on Friday morning. I want, I want to ask you all this question. And I asked the question at the beginning of the show about rooting for players because it's going to tie into that. And that is, is there a player that you're rooting for to be the quarterback one in week one? Meaning we know the three horses in the race, Mason Rudolph, Mitchell Trubisky, and Kenny Pickett in no particular order. Is there one over the others that you're pulling forward, man? Like, come on. Like, I want this guy to win that job. Brian, we'll go with you first. This is very tough for me, but right out of the gate, I've got to say Mitch Trubisky. And the only reason why is because I don't want it to be a pockmark on the Pittsburgh front office for bringing this guy in and said, yeah, all right, you pay $10 million for this guy and he's done nothing. I want the best quarterback to be in there. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that, and I believe they talked about this on, it was either the Scobro show or uh, I, I listened to so many of our own podcasts this week, but I just think it protects Kenny Pickett so much. If they go ahead and let him sit for a little bit and learn, especially with the, the first four weeks of the season, not being that easy. Because when you talk, when you just talk about the first four weeks, you're looking at Cincinnati, New England, 
Then you're looking at Cleveland and well, the fourth week is the Jets. But you you kind of want you kind of want the team to get off on the right foot with an in an Alex Smith way, kind of like the Chiefs did with Mahomes waiting in the wings. You kind of want that to happen. There's nothing wrong with redshirting. That doesn't mean that it was a bad pick. It if you have to rush Kenny Pickett because Mitch Trubisky is failing, then that hurts the organization so much more. Interesting points. Dave, what do you think? Well, I could give you a great Dave answer, and I could sit there and tell you that I want the I want the quarterback. I am pulling for a quarterback to win. The one, whoever, the one that does this, 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 this. That's not what you're asking. You want a name, and that's what you want. And I'm not going to change your question. So I'm not going to answer that. So I'm going to answer it in in as truthfully as I can. I'm just telling you how I, how I could have given you such a good Dave answer. But my answer I'm is still waiting for a Dave answer. Is, <laughs> no, I'm not pulling for one of them over the other. I want, I just want and a great Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. <laughs> I have plenty of them to plenty of them to love. No reason to hate any of them. You asked if we were pulling for any one of them. The answer is no. I answered yeah, your question. You said, you said I could give you a great Dave answer, and I said I'm still expecting a Dave answer. No, that and... wasn't a Dave answer. You literally <laughs> asked, "Is there one you're pulling for?" And I literally answered, "No, you there's said not." You want a name, and I said yes. No, I, I'm saying you weren't asking for me to describe the quarterback that I wanted. You wanted, "Is there a name that uh, I want over one over the other?" And the answer is no. I don't. It doesn't matter to me which name it is. I want them. I want them to all be so good that the Steelers have a really hard decision. I like all of them. I've got. I got. I'm going to wave my towel for whoever it is. Well, no, I'm not saying that you're not going to wave your towel if you're. So Brian's rooting for Mitch Trubisky, which is great. Thank you for answering the question. But if, if Mason, answer the question, you <laughs> asked Mason... me to for one of them, and the answer is no, I'm not. Jeez, if Mason Rudolph somehow wins the job. <laughs> Complain about people ex- only ask Tomlin questions. Ask a better question. I think Dave needs a timeout. <laughs> Steve seriously does. We need to block Dave and we'll see. I literally <laughs> answered it the way you asked it. Let's see. Guess what? I wasn't the only one. Other people, exactly how you asked it. No. He said that before I even asked the question. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I could put him in timeout right now, but I'm afraid he's going to. Yell at me and be mad. All right, there you go, Felicia, David. I'm not suggesting, okay, if you all listen to Let's Ride tomorrow, all you got to do is look at the headline, and it tells you exactly what I feel about this situation. And I give a name. I'll tell you that name is KP8. Kenny Pickett is who I'm rooting for. If he doesn't win the job, if it's Trubisky or if it's Rudolph, I'm not going to, like, root against the guy. I, of course, want the Steelers to win. I want them to win however it takes. Defense, offense, quarterback, doing great, don't care, Najee Harris, whatever. But I'm rooting for Kenny Pickett to win the job. I want Kenny Pickett to win the job. And in my podcast, I outline exactly why I feel this way. Just like Brian outlined why he feels that he thinks Trubisky would be the best option to start the season, which is fine. No one's saying that if, like like I said, that if you know Mason Rudolph wins the job, Brian's going to be like, ah, this team, I'm, I'm done with them. I'm done. He's not going to do that. We know that Dave's not rooting for any players. That's fine. We'll move on. I like all three of them. I just want whoever's playing best. So if you had to handpick one to start week one in Cincinnati, Mr. Trubisky. Who is it? there. 
But I'm not rooting for him to win it over anybody else. I'm saying what I think the Steelers are going to do. If I had to pick one, that's who I believe will be the starter. But I'm not rooting for him over Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett. You're going to hate my first article of our 30 predictions in 30 days. I'm writing you, it, so I'm writing it, so there you go. Your first article. that We go back and forth. My first yes. article okay, is what I said. It. So, Why do I have this feeling that Jeff looked at his wife and kids at dinner tonight and said, I'm going to get Dave all fired up tonight. <laughs> are we just bringing up comments now that you agree with? Is that what we're no, doing I'm now? No, like, Let me go, hold on. That I'm pretty sure Reginald earlier today agreed with me. Let me find this. Oh, there it is. Remember Jeff, I totally agree. Look at that. Look at that. There it is. Yeah. Wait, let me pull up all the bad was rights. Uh, oh, there's none. <laughs> I you you're the one who asked the question. I answered the question you asked, and then you got mad that I didn't answer your no. question. You then answered, ask a better you question. You answered it when I asked who. You asked if one? you didn't oh ask who. God. You asked if, and the answer was no. All right, Brian, go ahead and host the show. You're good. <laughs> you know, the bottom line of the whole thing is. Jeff just wants to watch Wedding Crashers with this guy. That's it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's a frat bro, man. He's, he's the best. <sighs> you know, Kenny Pickett's drinking like the Natty Light and just sitting around watching old school on the weekend. Like that's I can get behind a guy like that. <laughs> Is Kenny Pickett going streaking? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You, hey, you, you can bring your green hat. Stupid loop. Hey, it's the red dragon. Not exactly yeah. street leaders. Keep it on the down low. He did say wedding crashers, so I'm gonna we'll have to stick with that. All right. Know. <laughs> Got me all discombobulated now. I know. Can't remember what but, I, was I mean at ask? the same time, asking me who's going to start week one and if I'm rooting for someone to start. They're not the same question. So, so the almost... Pittsburgh Pisces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's almost like going on a five-minute rant on a podcast about a misspelling on a tweet. But hey, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Hey, that's right, because Jeff could care less. Gotta love those nerds of steel. Can't wait for more questions to come piling in from the grammar Nazi. <laughs> Things that irk me by day. The new yeah. podcast from Behind the Steel Curtain. Yeah. All right, we're getting way off the rails. We are getting... Way off the rails. Who has trivia? You know, I, I actually do. do. I have a great Good. one. You both do. Good. Because I'm, I'm at I actually here. have trivia for Jeff that he can answer. Yay. Dumb it down. I love yeah. it. Brian, if you want to go first, go ahead. I am because this is going to be quick. It's going to be easy. And you guys are going to think that, oh, Brian, this is the worst question ever. But in 1943, because of the war effort, the Steelers and the Eagles had to merge what was the official name of that team and do not say steagles it's no that's what the, that was their nickname yep what what year was that again 1943 well i know when they were with the cardinals it was card pit that's what they were called yes. no hyphenated no joke <laughs> right who do yes. we have this week i think it's card pit mm -hmm. <laughs> this is, I think it's the, they just basically said it's the Eagle slash Steelers or something like that. I don't Jeff? know. Jeff? Uh, my guess would have been Steagles, but clearly that's not yeah. it. So I don't know. Okay. So the Pittsburgh Press editor gave them the unofficial nickname of the Steagles, but they were officially called the Phil hyphen Pitt Eagles hyphen Steelers Combine. 
So it was a hyphen, not a slash. Okay. Say that again. The Phil, uh, I have the hyphen in there. The Phil hyphen pit, Eagles hyphen Steelers combine. Combine. So if you didn't like Washington football team, then the combine. Here comes the combine, baby. I was going to say, it sounds like they're bailing hay. Could you imagine some? I mean, that that would be so weird, merging teams like that. And it's out it was out of necessity. I understand yeah. why they did it, but just how did they revert back? You know, when you think about like the draft and players that were maybe acquired, how long? How many years is that? Was that just one season? One season, because like Dave said, they were a card pit to next year. <laughs> Here yeah. we go, card pit. Here we go. So this is a good question that I don't know the answer to. So did card pit have draft selections? No. They are no, they didn't do there draft. There was no draft. There was no draft in 43, or at least there wasn't. I I'm I don't know. Was there? There was no hold on. I can maybe say I was thinking that they didn't because they just didn't have the players. I mean, because yeah, then then who would they be with? If That's they did, saying. then obviously it was just part of the merge. I was thinking they didn't, but I'm going to check because if I can, all I, the guys that were undraftable. Oh yeah, no, they they were drafted. Yeah, because yeah, they were undra- they drafted Bill Bill Daly and Jack Russell. I know, but these guys were undraftable to the army. Correct. Yes. Gotcha. So, or the- they drafted them and they. And um, honestly, they drafted um, uh, like, here we go, like Bill Daly. Did he play right away? Some of these guys may not, you know, they might have drafted him and they didn't play. Yeah. Um, Bill Daly didn't play until 1946. He was drafted in the first round by the Steelers in 1943. Didn't play for the Steelers. Okay. So just because they were drafted didn't mean that they had necessarily even played right away. Which... George, George asked a good question. Where did they play home games? Like, so Philly, Pittsburgh, or Arizona, Pittsburgh? Do we know that? Well, they uh, they went back and forth, but Arizona was in mm-hmm. Chicago at the time. Yeah, it was uh, the, the Cardinals. Air, were the it was, oh, it was the Chicago Cardinals. My yeah. bad. But they did go back and forth, from what I understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. You know, yeah. a lot of this too. There was a lot of confusion because we've talked about this before. A lot of people don't realize that Art Rooney actually sold the Steelers to Alexis Thompson, uh, a Boston a Boston guy that named them the Pittsburgh Ironmen. And what happened is he Rooney went to work with the, Bert Bell and the Eagles. And so what happened was it got way too much. So they never played a season as the Ironmen. They kind of swapped teams. Alexis Thompson went to the Eagles and Rooney had the Pittsburgh team again. So that's a lot of that was kind of born out of in 43 was born because of that kind of that deal, that negotiation back in 1940. Hmm. Good stuff. Learning a lot tonight. All right. Good. Uh, Dave, go ahead with your trivia. Well, this is why this is the trivia for one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman is I'm not asking him to have to think back very long at all. It's within the last year. It's actually hey. within the last six months. Ooh, okay. Because you want to talk about be rooting for one quarterback over another or anything <laughs> like that. The problem, Felicia said it great in the live chat. She's like, she's like, I'm still rooting for Ben Roethlisberger. He's not replaceable. You know, it's some, I, I paraphrase. It was something similar to that. Yeah, I saw it. The, the great Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. He completed his final four passes of his career 
to three different players. Who were the three players to catch Ben Roethlisberger's final three passes? All right. Um, Deontay Johnson. Was he one of them? <clears throat> Brian, you're up. Ray Ray McLeod. I knew Ray yeah, Ray was Ding, on ding, there. ding, ding, ding. He caught the third to last. Pat Frymuth. Jeff's over for two. Nice. Brian. I'll go with Chase Claypool. Brian's one for two. Najee Harris. Najee Harris was not in the game. He was injured. Benny Snell. Benny Snell caught the next to last one. Or is this regular season? No, this is his final three. So this is in passes. Kansas City. Okay. This is in Kansas City. Because we know Ray Ray McLeod got the Juju last regular sister one. Um, no, Juju. it was not Juju. Zach Gentry. Zach Gentry caught the last pass of one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. And if either one of you would have read my going for two article about the two tight ends, you would have known that. <laughs> yeah. And who, caught the, and who caught the Ben Roethlisberger's last touchdown? It was on the drive before. Because well, that, remember, Gentry James caught the Washington ball and did. tackled him at the three and the game ended. But the, yeah, yeah the, the, it was the, Washington, the, wasn't it? It was James Washington, 15-yard touchdown. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. That, that game was very forgettable after. Yes, the, it was. Uh, seven to nothing lead. But who would have thought that the three players to the, to catch the last three passes from Ben Roethlisberger in a postseason game as his last game would have been Ray Ray McLeod, Benny Snell, and Zach Gentry. If Benny Snell. Could you just imagine if you had that trifecta bet going into the season? Oh, that was going to be the last three passes. I mean, my goodness, that would have been that would. Did have been Benny amazing. Snell's reception go for any yardage or was it? Yeah, it was like, like fourteen yards. Really? Yeah, it was. Um, and all three of them were for first downs. Okay, uh, the one two. The because you know it was it was on a second the first one of, of the four in a row it went um, Gentry for ten yards but that was on a on a second and thirteen I think Ben got sacked the play before um, and then it was Ray Ray McLeod for twelve no no which was which was on third and three so it was Ray Ray McLeod for twelve um, Benny Snell um, no he it was for eleven to the fourteen yard line I knew the fourteen was in there somewhere and then it was Zach Gentry eleven yards to the three yard line and the and the time expired so I know we don't want to think about that game I don't want I've never rewatched that game I don't want to but it's important to know how one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger finished his career very true. Very true. That was a horrible game. Um, defense played well early, though. <laughs> they did all. They did Everything more they than you could have asked them to do to start that game. All right, let's not relive that. Brian, any yeah. final thoughts? Yeah, I do have some final thoughts. And the question when the Steelers picked up Larry O this week was not a question that anybody brought up, but it's a question that I thought in my head. What if Kevin Colbert made this deal? And I don't have an answer to that. We can speculate. That's an unanswerable question. And, you know, it's okay. But it makes you wonder, is Kevin Colbert, the last couple of years of his career, did he bring in replacements like this? Now, Dave just said, yes, he did because of the Trey Turner deal, because of the Melvin Ingram the third deal. I just had a feeling that he was hanging out in Los Angeles and wanted to bring in ex-Chargers. But really... Through the last five years, sometimes Kevin Colbert said, hey, we're good. We're going to stand pat. We don't need to bring anybody else in. And he even mentioned how that's burnt him in the past. 
And that's what, what he said last year. Now I'm still wondering, what if he made this deal? All I know is that Omar Khan made this deal and no matter what the financials are, when you figure out exactly what the financials, because Jeff was saying, you know, I'd love to know exactly what the terms of the contract are. I don't even worry about that because I know what Omar Khan's done the last 20 years with that. And so I'm still pumping up this hiring of Omar Khan because he's not asking what would Kevin do? He's asking what should Omar do? And that's what he's doing. Good stuff. Dave, final thoughts? Final thoughts. I I am so excited that these two weeks without any Steelers stuff has been so exciting. I mean, it's really, uh, it's kind of like a Steelers fan's dream for the end of June. You're not supposed to hear anything, or if you do, it's bad. You get a Minka Fitzpatrick deal done. You get... Uh, even the news today of Kenny Pickett signing his deal. You knew it was coming, but now you're glad that it's over with. And then bringing, bringing in another player. I like that this team is not sitting packed. They're doing what they need to do. And as I said on the Scobro show earlier this week, I feel with the Ogan Joby, wait, I might have to get this correct. I feel that with Olumide Larry Ogan Joby, Larry's the middle name, that the one-year deal is to not have to rush their young defensive linemen. You can allow the Marvin Leal to progress at 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 the at the at the speed he needs to progress. Because I mean, even Cam Hayward took a couple of years to get going. And even though I know Jeff is 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 pulling for KP eight. I like that. They have quarterbacks on the roster that they can allow him to progress. If that's what he needs to do. I don't think the Steelers had that luxury last year. They had worked pretty good for their top couple picks, but the next two, the, the kind of forced into things when they didn't have to. So as Brian mentioned about making the moves, you make those moves because um, they said in the past that they wish they they would have maybe shored something up a little bit more. So they did, and kudos to them for doing that. And the fans should take delight in that. Very good. Um, if you want to hear my reasoning behind why I'm rooting for Kenny Pickett in this quarterback race, this training camp, make sure you check out my Let's Ride podcast as well as Brian's Here We Go Steeler Show with Kevin Smith at noon on Friday. They are, uh, that's a great show. Uh, Kevin and Brian are great together. Always very informative. Uh, and then make sure you check out Tony Defio. Uh, to, well, it is Friday night. Yep. Friday night six pack and the touchdown under is Friday night as well. Right, gentlemen. Yes. But it'll run on the audio platform on the weekend. So, all right. Very good. Uh, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey, we'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Take it easy. When I know that it can never really be the same. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just